Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to today's MLB card uh, at about, say, 11.20 Eastern time. But now, let's preview the upcoming NFL season. And joining us to do just that is Corey Parson of the Better Sports Network. Make sure to follow him on Twitter, at the Fantasy Exec. Corey, when it comes to the NFC South, even though mm-hmm. there's a lot of steam going the Falcons' direction, and even though the Saints are the favorites, maybe there's another team that we should be looking at seriously as far as uh, who can win this division. What say you? What's going on, everybody? What's up, Ed? What's up, Joe? What's up, Aaron? Definitely glad to be joining the program, talking football as we get ready to head into that time of year. And then let's start with the NFC South because I think it's the weakest division in football. And this is a division where I would look for a sleeper candidate, somebody to take a long shot on, hit a plus money wager. I like the Carolina Panthers to win this division this year. I think the team is good in the trenches. You saw that last year. This team wasn't built wrong. They just don't have no quarterback. They trade up. They get the best quarterback in what I consider the one quarterback draft in Bryce Young. And really right now, I think they have the best quarterback in the NFC South. I mean, you know, Kyle Trask is beating out Baker Mayfield, but whatever, whatever that, that's worth. But, um, you know, I look at that Carolina Panthers to win the division. Last I saw it around plus 325, I'll hop on that. All right. I, I think that's an interesting one. I've heard a lot of Carolina worst record, and I just can't get with that. I, I know Bryce Young doesn't have the options that you want on the outside right now, but they still have a win total seven and a half. They, they still have some playmakers on the defense, so I, I don't think that's a bad look at all. Um, uh, how about a team that you're down on? I know you're taking a look at the AFC East and – You know, there's a lot of buzz, of course. The Jets, they were on our televisions last night. We know about the Aaron Rodgers move. There's a lot of trust as long as Tua can stay healthy with what Mike McDaniel can do with that offense. It's always dicey to say that Bill Belichick's going to be the worst team in the division. But what are you thinking about the Bills? Because we haven't had a lot of uh, positive stories out of Buffalo Bills camp outside of DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of worried about. First of all, let's just start in the fact that they play in the AFC it was seven teams can make the playoffs, but you may have 10 squads in the AFC that could be worthy. So I want to kind of, when I'm doing my win totals, I'm bet some overs in the NFC, but I probably stick mainly to unders in the AFC. And I'll bet the under on the Buffalo Bills. See, I worry about the culture. Like I'm a big culture guy when it comes to handicapping these teams. And that's what we're doing right now. And when you can end the season in January with a dust up between your wide receiver and the quarterback, and then five months later, They still going at it. That makes me think something else is going on inside that locker room. So I'm going to fade the Buffalo Bills this year. Plus this guy, uh, Josh Allen, is an AFC Dak Prescott. This is a turnover machine. So I'm fading the Buffalo Buffalo Bills this year. Sorry, Dak. I had to get one in. Corey, I – Oh, yes. I love the Dak slander. No, listen, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but I I can't do the Dak Prescott thing. (laughs) Woohoo! I can't either. I knew I liked you. Let's look at the AFC South. (laughs) The Jags are heavy favorites to win that one. And you've got your eye on a season-long prop with Anthony Richardson passing yards over. Tell us how you landed on that. Yeah, no, just actually just just looking around, doing some stuff, and I noticed that number being kind of low for Anthony Richardson. And while I was doing my, um, you know, preparing for the upcoming fantasy football season, you know, trying to find some quarterbacks a little bit later on that can be a QB too. And I'm looking at Richardson, and I'm like, well, me to win it now. 
I think this guy's ceiling, especially in Steichen's offense. Now, you want Jonathan Taylor to be there, but that thing is a mess right now. But on that fast track, running that six-back offense, can he put up numbers like Daniel Jones put up last year? I think he can throw for over 3,000 yards passing. I think he can at least give you 700 yards on the ground. So I don't even know. I think Anthony Richardson is a legit option as a quarterback for the for the Colts. I think you can have him as a fantasy QB, two who could be in that QB1 range. And then, listen, this division is kind of wide open, too. I understand. Listen, like, what's Jack- Jacksonville? Why would you pay minus 155 to, for the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars to win the division? They got the same odds as the Chiefs almost. So, no. So, I look at the AFC South as a place where, you know what? The Colts, what they win, their rent total is sitting at six and a half. Why can't they win this division? So, you know, with all these past couple years, when they had the veteran quarterbacks, Phil Rivers and Matt Ryans, they were Super Bowl contenders. This year, they get a young quarterback. They're supposed to be the worst team in the league. I don't get it. I want to circle back to the Bills here because you mentioned culture. Leslie Frazier uh, isn't there for this upcoming season. Sean McDermott's going to be calling the defensive plays. So it's definitely something where the sideline functions will be drastically different than in the last couple of years. Not to mention this whole Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs connection uh, seems really odd here. I wonder, you know, you mentioned going under on the win total for the Bills. Are there more extreme bets that you would consider like them to miss the playoffs, for instance? Yeah, that, there you go right there, plus 195. That one was circled on my ticket already because of how tough that AFC is going to be. You know, you got Tua right there in division. He stays healthy. We saw how Miami competed last year. And then you got a Hall of Fame head coach at plus 750. You maybe should take that one just in case And uh, Bill O'Brien up there now. So Mac Jones has an offensive coordinator. I'm not an anti-Mac Jones guy. So, yes, that could be an interesting one right there. And plus, it's only plus 195 It's under $2 on that one. So I would look at a possible fading of the Buffalo Bills uh, to, make the play, to, to make the playoffs as well. I probably would go the other way on that. And then you talk about losing coordinators. That's big, and that's something that I would pay attention with the Philadelphia Eagles this year as well. All right, Corey, your, uh, your Twitter handle is the fantasy exec, so help us out. People are preparing for their drafts, whether you want to call it sleeper, breakthrough guy. Give me a, give me a player at each position that, that you like for that category that you can get later on in the draft, and maybe you're going to win your league due to them. So, Ian, listen, it is that time of year. Once you get into August, it's time for America's favorite hobby, fantasy football. So these weekends will be filled with the homies at Buffalo Wild Wings drafting fake teams. But you know what? We love it, though. It's, it's, it's a part of it. It's a, it's a right of summer. So um, sleepers is, you know, everybody has so much information now. But I would take a look in the running back position at Dallas Cowboy running back Malik Davis. You know, he kind of fell out of favor. He would have had a bigger role last year. But I don't think he was a, fa- a favorite of Kellen Moore. And I'm not a fan of Kellen Moore myself. But I think this guy can run the ball well between the tackles. You know they're going to run it well. I don't look at Tony Pollard as a 300-carry guy. I think Tony Powell is more a 300-touch guy. I think you get him involved in the passing game. And I think, listen, Davis played in that Green Bay game last year. He ran well. They should have went to him when Pollard got hurt instead of going to that old, slow Emmitt Smith. But then again, you know, Dak Prescott <laughs> messed the game up anyway, so it wouldn't have made a difference. And uh, a wide receiver, up. Okay. I was going to mention go the wide ahead, receiver. Go ahead. I like sorry, right sorry. quick. Um, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, I know DK Metcalf. And Tyler Lockett already out there. But really, the last time, Ohio State is wide receiver you. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care what they say. You got, you know, the two kids now with Wilson and Olave. 
and then Smith and Jigba come into the season, uh, come into this year, the league to join the Seahawks. And let's, Gino played fabulous last year, airing it out. So, I mean, the last time we see this dude play, I believe he had like 12 catches for 350 yards and three touchdowns. So he can go crazy. He's a guy right now that I think a um, little mid, mid-round action on Smith and Jigba. I love it. You, you mentioned Kellen Moore, and obviously the Cowboys mm. cut him loose, and now he's with the Chargers to help with Justin Herbert's development. And Brandon Staley just said that this is the best Herbert has looked in his three seasons there with the Chargers. What are you expecting out of Herbert and this Chargers team? Well, listen, I think Herbert is a fantastic young quarterback, but we haven't really seen him have that postseason success that we put on a lot of young quarterbacks so early, so – I think you want to see that. But then again, he has an excuse because he got missed the fourth and 21 on the sideline and Brandon Staley. The fact that they brought him back right there is a fade for the San, uh, for the Chargers for me. So I look at the Chargers. I see a good team. I see a talented team. But I think the head coach is going to be an issue. And I, obviously the health has been a thing as well. And they don't have no home field advantage. There's no passion behind that organization. He's Corey Parson. You can follow him on Twitter at the Fantasy Exec here on BetQL Daily. So when you're handicapping the NFC West, this is one of those rare examples where it is possible that the best quarterback is not on the favored team. Geno Smith could be the best quarterback uh, for the Seahawks in the NFC West, but it's the 49ers sort of running away with the odds. How do you handicap the West? Yeah, I think the Seattle Seahawks are live to win this division. I think the Seattle Seahawks are live to win the NFC. If that defense improves a little bit, you know what they got on the sideline and Pete Carroll, he's legit. Russell Wilson not being there was addition by subtraction. Geno Smith came in there, ran the offense the way he, that Pete Carroll wanted it run, and he became a success story last year, winning the comeback player of the year. This team kind of hung with San Francisco a little bit last year. Now, we know how great San Fran is, but I worry about people getting the book on the quarterback, Brock Purdy, and you know Sam Donald's out there as well as the other quarterback. The, the, the guy that's traded up to draft a couple of years ago, he's a joke in Trey Lance. He'll probably end up on a scrap heap somewhere. So I look at this Seahawks team as I think they can compete with the 49ers. I'll take the plus money, and I'll take Pete Carroll's crew and Geno Smith getting it done. I like them a lot. All right, Corey, uh, I got to transition to some college football because I, I was surprised to see a, a bet that you like, and you are backing Notre Dame this season. It's a tough schedule, man. I pay close attention yeah. to, uh, to Notre Dame. They've got Ohio State, USC. They go to Clemson this year, but a handful of winnable games. Uh, why, why are you uh, believing in Hartman and company? No, I, I like I like the Irish coming into the season. And I'm not really a dude that, that backs Notre Dame, but if I see it, I got to say it. First of all, you look at, they lost those two games early last year. They played Ohio State well, just couldn't get the win. Then the Marshall loss was a bad loss. Then they turned their season around. You know, I watched uh, the Pivot podcast with Marcus Freeman, and I really fell in love with the head coach. He talked about the struggles he went through last season and how they was able to pull it together. But then here's the kicker. They basically, now you could say, Colorado and Coach Prime, but you knew those players should join Travis Hunter but going um, with, with, with Prime out to Colorado. But really, Notre Dame won the transfer portal when they got the best quarterback and Hartman to come join them. And then remember that defense. And you know what? They do have a path to the college football playoff. They get Notre Dame in South Bend. They get USC in South Bend. 
yes, they do have to go to Clemson, but I'm not sure Clemson is that strong this year. Club Nick's supposed to be the real deal. I'm not so certain about that. So I would look at a situation where, yeah, I can see them with – it seems like every week they play in South Bend, but I can see a situation where Notre Dame gets those big wins and advance. Because, listen, if they're close, you know they're going to be in it. Is there a college football team you're looking to fade this season, Corey? I think I probably just mentioned it, you know, is the Clemson Tigers. And I'm not really fading them so much, you know, as far as, you know, I, don't, I think they're going to be a six or seven win team. But I don't think they get to 11 this year. I would bet the under on their win total. I think Florida State and Jordan Travis is on their heels out there in the ACC. I don't think Klubnik is, is what he's wrapped up to be. I think Clemson has a quarterback problem. You know, Dabo is still great. That defense is still great. But I would look at Clemson as a team. They're the favorites to win the ACC. But I would fade them. I would fade their under. I mean, still like a New Year's Day bowl team. But I think Clemson is, needs to get a better quarterback in there. And I think they are going to miss the college football playoff for another year. And they don't win the ACC this year. I think it's Florida State. And then you all heard about that crazy OnlyFans scandal. At, at Clemson, right? Oh, that was weird. It's a funny, funny show today. Uh, all the topics we're getting to. Uh, about 60 seconds left here. Uh, so Notre Dame can make the college football playoff. Uh, round it out for us. The other three teams. And uh, do you have a title uh, winner that you're betting? Ooh, the other three teams, LSU, Georgia, Notre Dame, Ohio State, with LSU winning the national championship. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. So, so does that mean uh, Jaden Daniels, like he's of Heisman caliber, you think? I think he's Heisman caliber. I think he's in New York on that first Saturday in December. I think he's at mm-hmm. the ceremony, but I think for the first time since Archie Griffin, we get back to back Heisman trophy winners. I think Caleb Williams wins it for the second time. Wow. I mean, listen, this is the back The back end of this NFL season is going to be a, a tank job like you'd never see to get a player. I hate to use the word generational talent because that's thrown around a lot, but mm-hmm. this guy is Patrick Mahomes, really. It, well, it's interesting because if he is, then didn't that put USC in the playoff, though? Or is are they going to trip up just because they're in the Pac-12? That defense, that defense was not legit last year. They probably got a little bit better this year. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's it right there. And then that Pac-12, you know, that, that you know, it's going to be good this year, winning it this year, but I don't mm-hmm. think winning the Pac-12 gets you a playoff berth, and I don't think USC wins the Pac-12. Got it. Got it. Corey Parson of the Better Sports Network. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at the Fantasy Exec. Corey, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, today's MLB card right here on the BetQL Network.